Before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to share a very exciting announcement with you. So hopefully you'll excuse this brief interruption of regular programming. I promise we'll get into it in just a minute, but I am super pumped to tell you that Creatorly Media is hosting our first ever workshop this fall. Back to Social is your chance to get back on track with your Instagram goals for 2021 and crush it in the fourth quarter of this year. After a summer of relaxing, fall is the perfect time to get your content strategy back in order and finish out the year strong. Remember all those goals you set back in January? Now is the time to get back into it and make them happen before the end of the year. In this one hour long workshop, we're going to be getting you up to speed on the latest Instagram growth strategies and walking you through our signature content planning process. With your registration, you'll get a copy of our content calendar template, which I'm going to walk you through how to fill out during the workshop. So by the end of the workshop, you're going to have your fall content calendar all planned and ready to go. Plus, you're going to get an Instagram strategy workbook and 10 of our custom Canva templates that you can use to create all that awesome content that we plan together during the workshop. The workshop is going to be live on Saturday, September 11th at 10 a.m. Eastern with a follow-up Q&A later in the afternoon at 3 p.m. And don't worry if you can't make it live because everyone who registers will get access to the replay indefinitely after the workshop. If this sounds exciting to you, which I really hope that it does, we can't wait to host you at our first ever live workshop. So go and register for Back to Social now at creatorlymedia.com workshop. You'll get the hour-long workshop, the follow-up Q&A, the workbook, the content calendar template, and the Canva templates all for $85. So don't wait, head over to creatorlymedia.com slash workshop and register now. I launched my new Instagram account for my social media content creation agency, Creatorly Media, on June 3rd, 2021. And right now, as I record this on August 11th, 2021, we've just hit 1,700 followers on the account. Right now, the Creatorly Media account is growing at a faster and more reliable rate than my own personal account, which was originally the driving force behind this whole business. And today I want to tell you why that's happening, specifically how I was able to get the Creatorly Media account to hit 1,000 followers within a month of launching and how we're on track to hit 2,000 before the account hits three months old. This strategy will work best for you if you're also trying to grow a business or brand account, and even if you're growing a personal brand or influencer account, I think you'll find some helpful nuggets throughout this episode that will help you augment your growth as well. So don't hit that pause button, let's get into it. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast, produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club Podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop-style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. So what is this mysterious strategy that has offered the Creatorly Media account so much success? I like to call it creative curation. 
And yes, I, I totally did just make up that term. But here's what it means to me. Creative curation is a strategy that combines the content approach of a meme account or a curation account with the creativity and intention of a typical content creator. The content calendar of an account using the creative curation method will include some custom-made content like memes and on-brand graphic carousels and also some curated content like TikToks repurposed as reels and tweets set out on on-brand background graphics. This mix of content allows a brand to feature community content and share intentional, custom-crafted content, all from one account that does not require a face or a personal brand to be at the forefront, but instead crafts a personality for the brand through the creators that are featured in the curated content. So what does this really mean in a practical sense? Basically, you curate some content, you create some content, and you organize it in your feed so it all looks pretty on brand and welcoming to your ideal follower. And it allows you to really connect with your audience without having to have a face to your brand, which is huge for a lot of businesses. So what kind of posts do you actually create within this framework? Basically, we are talking about tweet graphics, memes. And when I say memes, I basically mean like a GIF with some accompanying caption or a video clip with some accompanying caption that feels funny or relatable. We're talking about reels, a lot of TikToks repurposed as reels or custom made reels as well. We're also talking about quotes or graphic carousels. So you'll notice what this all has in common is it's content that you can create or curate that doesn't have you in it. And it's also stuff that is going to be shareable, relatable, and all that good stuff. So that is really the backbone of the kind of content that we're making here. You'll notice that I'm not really highlighting in this IGTVs, live, or even stories that much. There definitely are ways to incorporate those things, especially IGTV and story posts that you can do without having to have a face to your brand. But we'll leave that for another episode. Let me know. Reach out to the Creatorly Media Instagram account and let us know if you want to hear an episode all about how you can create stories that you don't have to be in yourself because I think that's a big game changer for a lot of business or brand accounts. But for the sake of this episode, we're talking about feed content and that feed content includes tweet graphics, memes, reels, quotes, and graphic carousels. So why does creative curation work so well for Instagram growth? The first major reason why creative curation helps you grow on Instagram is because it produces super relatable content. Here's a fun fact about me. When I was younger, I always wanted to be a writer or an author, and I wrote a ton of fan fiction. Yes, I know. And also original fiction as well. Eventually, I got bold enough to seek out feedback for my writing. Now, what you need to know about me is I have an older brother who has always been a bit of an armchair media critic. He actually was the first person in my family to start a YouTube channel, not me, uh, where he reviewed So Bad They're Good movies, and that's really what got me into making YouTube videos in the first place, because I saw him doing it, and I thought it looked fun and like something that I could do. So anyway, there's a fun origin story for you. Anyway, the point is, when I first got my gifted kid older brother to read through my writing, one of the biggest critiques that he had, especially of my early vampire romance stories, yes, it's cringy, I know, was that the main character felt like a Mary Sue, or in other terms, a self-insert character. If you're familiar with writing technique or criticism, then you might be familiar with the idea of a self-insert character. 
In the world of writing, this is a criticism usually associated with lazy writing that's main purpose is wish fulfillment for the author. Which makes sense why my brother brought it up in regard to my fantasy vampire romance novel that I wrote when I was 14. But anyway. The reason why I bring up this whole story and the concept of a self-insert character is that while in writing it is generally a pretty cringy thing to do and it's like really frowned upon and one of the biggest like critiques that you would get if you did this, it's actually a perfect strategy for creating viral worthy content on Instagram and a huge part of a successful creative curation strategy. So here's what I mean. When you're creating memes, graphics, tweets, or reels that you want your ideal audience to share, one of the best ways to influence them to share your content is to make it relatable. Make them feel seen. Create the kind of content that makes your ideal follower feel like, man, I was thinking the exact same thing. People on Instagram love to share content that feels like it reflects their personality, their interests, and their values. So if you can get into the mind frame of writing a self-insert character, except instead of yourself, it's actually your ideal follower, then you're going to be great at creating effective, shareable content. Just like how Stephanie Meyer made us all fall in love with Twilight because we could see ourselves in Bella Swan, you can make your ideal audience fall in love with your content if they see themselves in your brand. When you use this strategy rather than a personal brand, you're able to craft that brand to be the self-insert character of your ideal audience. So even as I run my personal brand, some of the folks following me might not relate to certain aspects of my personality, but when I'm crafting content for the Creatorly Media account, I'm able to create it specifically so it is relatable to my audience. I'm essentially able to create a brand new person, a brand new personality in the brand that is then going to attract my ideal audience. So that's one of the major benefits. You just have to figure out how to get yourself into the shoes of your ideal follower and really create content that is going to speak to them. Another reason why this strategy can be so effective is because this type of content is highly shareable. The key feature of this kind of content is that it is actually inherently shareable. This means that your followers are encouraged to share your content just by the nature of the format of the content itself. They don't need to be asked to do it in a call to action at the bottom of the caption. They will simply see the post and be prompted to share it in and of itself. So because of this, this type of content is amazing for organic growth. Here's how it works. Your existing followers see your content on their feed. They relate to it, have a, man, I was thinking that exact same thing kind of moment, and decide to share it to their story because they know that their friends or followers will also relate to it or find it funny or insightful, etc. So they share it to their story and then a few of their followers who see the story and also have that, man, I was thinking the exact same thing kind of moment, will love what they see so much that they tap on the image, click on the view post, and then end up on your profile. They'll scroll, see themselves and all of your other awesome shareable content, and hit the follow button and become a part of your audience. And that's how through just sharing relatable and shareable content, you're able to actually passively grow your account. And that's without ever having to say, share this to your story. You will just continue 
to organically find a new audience because your content is relatable and your existing followers want to share it because of that. And finally, the third reason why I think the creative curation strategy for content is so effective for business brands is actually more about the logistics of creating content than it is about the effect of that content on your audience. Here's the thing about creative curation. Once you have a strategy in place, you can create about 10 posts, which for the creatorly account is our kind of typical week of feed content, in about one hour. 10 posts in one hour. That's an unprecedented rate in my experience. Compared to how long it takes to write the captions and shoot the content for my personal account, that's lightning speed. And it means that this strategy is actually sustainable for business owners who want to do more in a week than just create content for their Instagram. This strategy is so efficient because about half of the content you're sharing is actually made by someone else. You're simply collecting it and curating it. And for the other half of your content, it's a mix of fun memes that are quick to make in Canva, and then maybe one or two more hefty pieces of content like graphic carousels or tweets that you write yourself that you'll spend most of that hour on. So hopefully I've been able to convince you that creative curation is worth trying out if you're working on growing a business or a brand account. At this point, you're probably thinking, okay, Katie, this all sounds great, but how do you actually do this creative curation thing? Well, don't worry, my friend, because I'm going to walk you through the exact process you need to know to put this into action for yourself. But before we get into the details, I wanted to take a quick second to remind you that registration is now open for Creatorly's first ever live content planning workshop. And you can register for Back to Social now at creatorlymedia.com workshop for just $85. And you'll also get our signature content calendar template, the Instagram strategy workbook, and our custom Canva templates in addition to forever access to the workshop replay. The team and I have been working on developing this content and I am so excited to share it with you. I know it's going to be super helpful in getting you back on track this fall with your 2021 Instagram goals. So make sure you go register now. Again, that's creatorlymedia.com slash workshop. I cannot wait to see you there. All right, so let's talk about how to use the creative curation strategy for yourself. And you know, your girl is a big fan of numbered steps. So I've got five steps here for you that'll take you through setting up your strategy and implementing it and eventually seeing some growth. So let's get into it. Step one is defining your target audience. For this, you really want to focus on getting super specific and detailed. You know, before I talked about the whole concept of a self-insert character and how what we're really trying to do here is create content that is going to feel like it was made specifically for your ideal follower. In order to do that, you've got to get a really, really clear sense of who your ideal follower is. So some steps that you can take to work towards doing that. I would recommend, first of all, make a list of pop culture or media references that your ideal follower would vibe with. So ask yourself, what are they watching on Netflix? What books are they reading? What podcasts are they listening to? What kind of music do they listen to? This is going to be super, super helpful, especially when it comes to meme creation. So you really want to know what kind of references will they understand. And this is definitely going to change depending on your target audience's age, what 
what kind of stuff they're interested in. So really try to dive in and think about what that would be for your specific ideal follower. A really great way to do this is if you can try to come up with you know, a short list of people in your life or people you've connected with on Instagram that would maybe be a part of your ideal audience. And if you can reach out to them and just ask them, like, what are you watching on Netflix these days? What's on your like Spotify right now? Try to figure out what is a part of their surrounding media realm, even like what sort of TikTok trends or audios they're hearing a lot of, what influencers they follow. That's going to be really, really helpful at getting to know them better and then being able to pick out relevant references for these really shareable pieces of content later. So talk to your ideal followers if you can. And if you can't, then really just try to sit down and put yourself in their shoes and do some brainstorming. So that's kind of the first step is to make a list of pop culture or media references that your ideal follower would vibe with. The second thing is to make a list of relatable experiences. So things that you know your ideal follower has gone through, maybe struggles they've had or particularly joyful moments that they've had. So for example, on the Creatorly Media account, because we know that we're making content for other creators or entrepreneurs, we create a lot of posts about, you know, that feeling you get when you finish scheduling all your content for the week or the struggle when Instagram uploads your stories out of order. Those kinds of things that we know that we've sort of all had happen to us and we know when we see somebody else's reaction to it or whatever, you'd be like, oh yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. That's the exact kind of feeling that we're trying to go for and you can create that by having a list of relatable experiences and then later on we're going to pair them up with those pop culture references to create memes and that's going to be a big part of the strategy. So really try to just sit down and think about what are some things that my ideal follower has probably gone through that feel relatable or, you know, particularly emotional in some sense, because this kind of content is going to succeed most when you can really hit on a particular emotion. So think about struggles, think about joyful moments, think about things that are funny to them. Okay, so once we've got those two lists down, now you're going to make a list of accounts that your ideal follower is already following, or would maybe like to follow based on your kind of research about who they are and what they're interested in. Then you're going to follow all of these accounts, whether they're on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, whatever. Make sure that you have frequent access to their accounts. And I would actually recommend checking back often, probably when you sit down to start creating your content for the week, check on those accounts. This is going to be your main source for finding content for curation. So this is going to be our source for bringing in content from other people. Another big recommendation that I have along this line is if you don't already I would create a TikTok account for your business or brand, even if you're not ready to start posting on it all the time. Like even if you're not producing your own TikToks, it's still worthwhile having that account because TikTok is going to be the main source for some of your most viral content, like the reels that you're curating. And the best way to find TikToks is not actually from just sourcing the same list of like five creators all the time because that's going to kind of get stale and the people that you're sourcing might start to wonder like why does she post every single one of my TikToks or whatever. So start following the kind of people that you think your ideal followers would relate to on TikTok with your business account or if you just need to make a brand new account or whatever. Then you can train the algorithm on that new TikTok account 
to know what you're looking for on behalf of your ideal follower. So this is something I've done with the Creatorly Media TikTok. Obviously, I've posted there as well, but I try to follow accounts on there and intentionally interact with and engage with content on there that I think would be relatable, interesting, helpful, funny, whatever, to our community, to our ideal follower. And then that basically allows me to have the TikTok for you page generating content for me that I can then curate. So I've kind of crafted the algorithm on that TikTok account to know what I'm looking for. And then the for you page essentially becomes a list of content that I can use to curate. So that's one way to do it on TikTok. Otherwise on Instagram and other pages, you're kind of going to need to make a list and seek out these people specifically. But the TikTok algorithm is really great at getting to know somebody and suggesting content for them. Along the same lines, I would also recommend having a Twitter account where you follow people that are tweeting the kind of stuff that you want to use in your tweet graphics as quotes. So I do that for Creatorly Media as well. Don't really tweet over there, but I use that account to find content to curate into tweet graphics. Okay, so to summarize everything that we're going to prepare when it comes to defining your target audience, you're going to make a list of pop culture or media references that they would vibe with. So shows they watch, musicians they listen to, whatever. Next, you're going to make a list of relatable experiences, particularly emotional ones. So struggles they've had, joyful moments they've had, funny things that have happened to them. And then third, you're going to make a list of accounts that your ideal follower is already following or would probably enjoy following that you can then use to source content to curate. So those are kind of the main big lists that you're going to do when it comes to defining your target audience. And finally, with all of that in place, you also are going to make an ideal follower profile. That probably should be the first thing you do if you haven't already. So if you haven't already made an ideal follower profile, this is basically just thinking about age, location, you know, interests, what their personality is like, all those typical things that you do when you kind of create like a user persona or whatever. Um, Chances are you might already have something like that because you've probably thought about your ideal follower before. But if you haven't, just make sure that you have that really crystallized so you know who you're thinking about when you make all of those lists. Okay, so that was just step one. Hopefully you've taken some notes, we're ready to go. Let's move on to step two, which is deciding on your content schedule. So you want to think about how often do you want to post? Obviously, this is going to be determined partially by how much content you think you can create in a given week, knowing that I said earlier, you can probably create about 10 posts in an hour. So you can do more or less depending on how much time you're able to give. I would recommend, you know, you could post twice a day. That's what we do over on the Creatorly Media account. We do it in the morning and the afternoon. So in the morning, we post a tweet or a meme graphic. In the afternoon, it's always a reel. That's a pretty good setup that you could attempt yourself. And then it kind of creates a nice checkerboard grid where you're going between a reel from a content creator from the community and then a tweet or meme graphic that you created yourself. So that's kind of a nice balance, but you could also do more than one reel a day. You could post every other day. It all depends on what time you're able to put into it and also how often you think your ideal follower wants to hear from you. Now that being said, don't worry about posting too often because all of your followers are not going to see everything that you post and I personally think that when it comes to 
a meme account or what I would personally call a creative curation account. Um, people know that you're posting really often. Um, it's not like they're seeing the same face over and over again. I don't think people will get annoyed by it if they don't engage with every single piece of content you make. That's okay. It's good to be getting in touch with your followers all the time. And especially when you are trying to grow, the more you post, the faster you will see results. Um, but of course, keep that in mind with what is sustainable for you, what time commitment you can make. So think about all those different things and then kind of put together a bit of a repeatable schedule that you can use over and over again. So in our case, like I said, it's morning tweet slash meme graphic, afternoon reel. Maybe you would have like a Monday tweet graphic, Tuesday reel, Wednesday graphic carousel, Thursday reel, whatever that looks like for you. Just kind of think about what your followers would vibe with, what you have the time commitment for, and then put together that template or schedule that you can then fill in the blanks for each week over and over again. Step three, we're going to establish your visual branding. So decide on brand colors and fonts if you haven't already. And if you have, now is actually a good time to kind of reevaluate and check back in and see if you think that your existing branding vibes with your ideal audience. Since we did all that work to think about pop culture references they will get, etc, etc, now's a good time to make sure that your existing branding is going to work well with this new type of content that you're going to be making. And don't be afraid to tweak things a little bit if you have to, to kind of get your content to sit right with your audience. For example, with Creatorly, our colors are really bright and bold. And I love those brand colors. I think they work really, really well on the website. But I started to realize with some of our graphics on the Instagram that they're a little bit punchy, I think, for the Instagram feed. And I was realizing that the times where I experimented with slightly more pastel colors, we seem to get a little bit better engagement. I think that people on Instagram kind of vibe with that a little bit more. And so basically, I just took our brand colors and reduced the saturation a little bit on some of the graphics that I'm making. And so it still matches with the brand. It still vibes with the website, but it just kind of works a little bit better on Instagram. So that's just one example of something that you might want to think about. Another example might be if a font that you love to use on your website doesn't really translate well to like a really small um, meme graphic format, like people can't read it that well, then you might want to think about choosing another font that you would use just for your Instagram content. So anyway, the point is make sure that you've got some established branding and make sure that it's going to work well on the format. Then what you're going to do is make some Canva templates for all the different types of posts that you'll be making frequently. So for example, what I have set up for Creatorly is one long Canva template that would be kind of like for a carousel, so like multiple slides, but instead of posting them as carousels, they're individual graphics, but I have a bunch of different tweet templates that all have different colorful backgrounds, and I've got a different meme templates with various colors. And I also have templates for graphic carousel separate from that. So basically when you're ready to create content every week, you can just go to those templates. You don't have to worry about creating something fresh every single time. And that's what's going to make this a lot more efficient for you. Having these templates is also going to help with brand recognition and staying consistent. Okay, so let's talk about step number four, which is curating and creating your content. We've done all the groundwork to be able to know who your ideal audience is, get your content schedule going, and make sure that your visual branding is on point. Now let's talk about actually making the content. 
So what you're going to do is start by looking for content to curate. This will also help get your wheels turning for whatever you're going to create later. So that's why I like to do this step first because it gives you a chance to see what's out there and it might just inspire some of the stuff that you're going to create. Look through the accounts that we made a list of in step number one and save any content from those creators that you've come across that you think will be applicable to your audience. So for this, what I tend to do honestly is send myself a lot of stuff. So whether it's inside TikTok, if I come across a video that I think would be great for the creatorly audience, I'll just DM it to myself. I'll do the same thing on Instagram as well so then I can kind of just scroll through my messages with myself and have a big list of content to curate there. So I'll scroll through Twitter, I'll scroll on TikTok, I'll look at the Discover page on TikTok as well to find content that I think is going to be relatable to our target audience. After you've curated about half of your content for the week, it's time to create a few pieces. So this is where you're going to reference your list of media references and relatable experiences and see what you can mix and match to create some funny memes. One way to get your creative juices flowing for this is to go to giphy.com and view the trending section. See what GIFs a lot of people are using at the moment and see if any of the reactions or emotions in those GIFs could relate to one of the items from the relatable experiences list. This is where knowing what your ideal audience will understand as a reference is super important because it's going to really fall flat if you choose a GIF from a movie or a TV show that likely your ideal audience has never seen. So that's why we did that groundwork before so that now when you go on Giphy, you can find stuff that you know your audience is going to like. So you want to find a combo that feels particularly accurate or funny. And then you've got a winning combination for a viral meme. Step number five is scheduling. Now that you've got your posts curated or created in Canva, the last step is just to schedule everything. I like to schedule my content in later. You can schedule your meme and graphics for auto-publishing and your reels as notification posts, basically allowing you to set it and forget it. And in order to get TikToks scheduled in later as reels, I would recommend using snaptick.app. That's snap and then T-I-K, like TikTok because it'll allow you to download TikToks without a watermark. So that's a really good hack. Download them, upload them to later, and schedule them as a notification post. So then all you'll need to do throughout the week is check in at the time that you need to post your reel. So your later app will give you a notification. You go on, publish your reel, and then I would recommend, since you're on the app anyway, taking a couple minutes to reply to comments and DMs while you're logged in. And that's going to allow you to basically spend an hour creating and curating all your content, and then just a couple minutes here and there throughout the week posting your reels, and engaging with your audience. So whether you're growing a business account or a personal account, I hope you were able to take some helpful insights from my explanation of my latest favorite Instagram strategy, creative curation. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.